Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Work Alchemy podcast series on impact, talking with entrepreneurs and organizational leaders who contribute to building a more cooperative and positive future. I'm Ursula York, the host of this series. I'm a mentor to business people who want to have a positive effect on the world around them, building strong businesses by creating value for their clients, team members, and the larger world. I am passionate about sharing with you the stories of entrepreneurs and leaders who have impact. They're inspiring and energizing role models. I hope you use what you learn here to be inspired about what you can do in your business and beyond. Today's guest in the, this podcast series on impact is Joe Pillmore. Joe is a mindset coach who believes in challenging the status quo. I like that. <laughs> her minds, her mindset shifting work helps people release old wounds, bring energy, create happiness, overcome old fears, complete new projects, develop meaningful relationships, and much more. Out of a desire to improve her own life, Joe studied personally with luminaries Gary Zukov, Byron Katie, and Martha Beck, as well as the work of Abraham Hicks, Joseph Campbell, Pema Chodron, and Dr. Bert Hellinger's Family Constellation Method. Joe is a certified NLP and Ericksonian hypnosis practitioner, and she now shares these creative methods of thought and change with her clients on almost every continent. She's quite a global clientele. Joe creates a compassionate connection with her clients that leads to lasting and meaningful shifts. She wants you to see yourself, know yourself, and most importantly, think about yourself in a whole new way, powerful and in control of your life. Welcome, Joe. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, I'm glad you asked. This is going to be fun. <laughs> I've really been looking forward to this too. I'm, I'm, uh, I think it's going to be fun too. Yeah. So you had, um, uh, in the work that you're doing, uh, this, this whole issue of mindset, it affects everything that entrepreneurs and leaders do. And I really want to take a little bit of a different approach in this conversation to take lis listeners on an exploration of that as we're hearing from you about your own impact. So hearing about mindset and uh, how that can influence their ability to have impact. So what is it that drew you to have this business in particular? Well, in the very beginning, I was working on myself. I, um, I found myself at 50. My husband and I had sold our uh, business, our small business that we had owned, and we were both looking for different jobs. And about the same time, my youngest daughter went to college. And so there were a lot of changes going on for me into how I viewed the world. You know, I saw the world as a mother and I saw the world as, a, you know, a small business person and, and all that was changing. And so I started reading all these self-help books and, you know, uh, listening to people on tapes and looking at those kind of things. And at that same time, uh, as my job, I decided to be like a, you know, like a Kelly girl, a one woman Kelly girl that I went into different offices when they needed me and I was a temp. But I was a temp in a certain area. I was in real estate and land development. And that was, those were the only companies that I worked with. And I had about 10 companies. But when so people would see me, you know, on a pretty regular basis. And when I would come into the office, I would have somebody come up and say, um, can I buy you a cup of coffee? I need to run something by you. 
-hmm. or one person said, can I take you out to lunch? Um, I need to write an email to one of my clients and I need to run something this by you. And, and it became, you know, fairly common that people would either come and stand at my desk and talk to me about ways to shift their thinking <laughs> or they, you know, they buy me lunch. And at one of these lunches, um, this high-end real estate agent that was making 20 million, you know, selling $20 million worth of real estate a year looked over at me and she said, I don't know what you just did for me now, but can't you make a living doing this? <laughs> and I went home to my husband that night and I said, you know, when people that have no idea what a life coach is start telling me I should be a life coach, right. I think you better look into this. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that is not that common, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, intuitively, I think I was doing it. I'm quite a nurturing person, so I think mm -hmm. I was doing it all my life. Uh, but then uh, this was about the time that Dr. Martha Beck was just getting started training coaches and they were actually looking for people that were intuitively doing this anyway. Mm -hmm. So I wound up going out to Arizona and training with her one-on-one uh, -on -one. and uh, that's how I, that's how I started. That was about 10 years ago. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That story is familiar about people pulling you aside when you're there for some other purpose. That's what happened right. to me with business coaching too. So yeah, sure. And I'm and it's a wonderful sign because people see saw something in you before you did yourself in a way. And yeah, it, you're right. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And the other thing I like about it, Ursula, is is that people feel a sense of trust with me mm -hmm. that they can actually, in a very short period of time, tell me things that they may not have even told their spouse. You know, about how they're feeling about work or how they're feeling about how their life is going. Mm -hmm. And I, I really, um, I'm really honored that people can feel that trust. Well, and that really is a deep level of trust that you have with your clients. So mm -hmm. is, is that what you think is an important aspect of what makes your business unique? Because there's a lot of, I mean, Martha Beck started this whole life coaching, um, kind of work in uh and and she was probably the first person to define it but now there are many many life coaches out there so what is it that you think is unique about what you offer well i think part of it is um my ability to um allow people to make their own choices I think a lot of times when people go to life coaches or counselors or uh, they're looking for someone to say, okay, do this and do this and do this. And that's really not what, you know, it's not really about that. It's about me understanding who the person is and then taking that information and just shining it back to them. It's almost like I'm holding up a mirror. I say to people like, uh, I, I see you, you know, when we're talking, I see you over there. Mm -hmm. But I also next to me see the person that you keep telling me you want to be. Right. And I call you over to that person. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? That's a great image. Yeah. yeah, because people know, and part of my training with Ericksonian hypnosis is more language than it is hypnosis. And NLP, neurolinguistics programming, is also language-based. And so people are actually telling me what they want, but it's so common in their own head that they, they haven't sorted it out yet. And so when you come to somebody like me, I can bring that over. 
uh, because I, I, you know, I never tell people what to do because they know what to do. Mm-hmm. So my, I think that makes it a little bit different from how some other people coach. Right. Yeah. And you mentioned NLP and I know that that's a, a technique or method that has come under some scrutiny and, and criticism. What are your thoughts on that approach in the context that you're using it? Well, with my work, I use it in a, de- a couple of different levels. Um, I use it in the level of, like I just said, listening to the language, being hyper-focused on the language and the words that people actually say. Um, like, for instance, I had a client, an entrepreneur that was having trouble with her business, and she was having a specific way that she wanted to present herself in the business, but she didn't see herself that way. And as we got to talking later, she made the same comment about her business that she did about her father. Hmm. And that was the connector. That was a connector. And when she saw that, she understood better what she was building into her business. So there's that. And then there's also uh, some NLP exercises, uh, work with changing the language is what they call reframing what you're saying. And that doesn't mean, you know, unicorns and lollipops. And that's the only thing that you're supposed to talk about. But what (laughs) you're supposed to do is reframe the way that you say things so that it lands better in your head. Hmm. Because that's the goal. Because if you keep being stuck and you keep hearing this this routine of not being able, you know, like a hamster wheel in your head, not being able to move your business forward because of this, then reframing it and looking at it in a different way is part of that calling you over Mm -hmm. to the person that you're already telling me you want to be. Because I'm not trying to make anybody anything different than what they already say they want to be. So part of the NLP too is to understand what people are actually saying to me. Mm Yeah, and I know we've done work together, so I know that your uh, the methods that you use are very wide ranging, and you you operate on a highly intuitive level, kind of bringing in different things depending on how the conversation's unfolding. Mm-hmm. So, so that's part of your creativity as a as a mindset coach. Yeah, and I think uh, the listening part is really a big piece of it. But, uh, one of my clients said I had X-ray listening <laughs> because you know when I will say, "Well, well, you just said this," and they said I did, and I went, "Yeah, go back and listen to this recording later <laughs> on. This is what you said you want," and you and they go, oh, "That is what I want," you know. So that's that's part of it too. That's great. When I like NLP because it gets results very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is important when you're trying to overcome an obstacle or a painful issue, certainly. Yeah, and especially if it's wrapped around the impact of your business Mm -hmm. because it's what's supporting you. Yeah, I, since you mentioned the, the, working with people on the impact they want to have in their own business. How do you see the impact that, that you have with your clients? What, uh, how do you see the the impact that you have there and and then can you also talk a little bit about how do you see your impact in your larger field of of mindset or life coaching and then even in the larger world how do you see uh, impact on those levels your impact well my direct impact one on one with someone is the only, you know, Byron Katie says, change yourself, change your world. 
change the world. You know, once you understand that, you end the war. When you end the war in yourself, you end the war that you see outside, not literally, but you end the the fighting and the arguing that's going on with yourself. And so when I work one-on-one with someone and I get them past the struggle piece that they're experiencing, um, then they take that back to their world, whether it's their family or whether it's their 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 customers and clients that they work with, but their change affects someone else. And then that affects someone else. And it's like a little domino effect. And that's how I feel like one-to-one, one person at a time, I'm impacting change in the world, and they are doing it on their own. Hmm. From, what the, from what they originally came to me, for what they changed differently, and then what they, what, who they are then. Right. Yeah, I mean that's um uh, that's powerful that you're you're creating a space where people can have impact. Mm-hmm. Their, their own impact. How how do you see your impact in in a larger community sense? And I don't necessarily mean the physical community, but community of other coaches and even the larger world. Do you see yourself having impact in in that bigger way? Well, as for as clients, you know, like one on one, I I coach coaches. You know, I coach. I've coached therapists. I've coached psychiatrists. So I'm I'm working out into that field, counselors, uh, but also uh, you know, working with someone that's starting a business is someone of I think an entrepreneur is someone of great influence because they're building something from the ground up. And that thing that they built might not even have existed five years ago. I mean, coaching didn't exist 25 years ago. Nobody knew what that was. So build entrepreneurs that build something from the ground up have a huge effect, I think, on how people think and how people look at the world. And so I think that working with entrepreneurs spreads that out. I love that you are saying that because I completely agree. I think entrepreneurs are people of great influence. And that, of course, includes you as well as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. um, where you're not only influencing the people you work with directly as clients or even team members, but the effect you have ripples out. And this is, of course, true of everyone, but entrepreneurs have a kind of unique way of being able to do that because we have so much autonomy about how we decide to, uh, to show up in yes. our business and, and in the larger world. So, mm-hmm. so your work is really powerful because it helps entrepreneurs and others show up in the way that they really feel is clearly and authentically them. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, if I, if I had a nickel for every time I told an artist or an entrepreneur, I get this because your work is you. I wouldn't have to coach anymore <laughs> because it really is. That's what it is. The work, your work is a part of you, you know, your business coaching, your business mentoring. It, it, it's like the flavor of you. And that's what entrepreneurs bring is they bring a piece of themselves into it. And so as a coach, as a mindset person, uh, you want to help them keep that going 
but also keep them aware of, you know, when it gets stuck, how they can pull away from that and look at it in a different way. Mm, yeah, that's great. I, one of the things I've been talking with people about, and, and just to kind of delve into this further with you, I, I believe that values play a really big role in determining the impact that you want to have and end up having because your values, your deeply held beliefs are so much going to determine how you how you take action. So um, could you share a little bit about, um, is your business, do you feel that your business is a reflection of your values? And, and if it is, in what ways do mm-hmm. you think, do you think those have come into play in your business? Sure. Um, you know, part of my value system is um, my family uh, two daughters, two grandsons, a son-in-law, my husband, I have 90 year old parents, all that. And, you know, has a nurturing kind of sense for me. And that's a very, that's a very important value for me is the nurturing piece of it. And I really, I didn't realize how it was showing up in my work until people started calling me Mama Joe. I mean, literally, I, was like, <laughs> I would get these emails and I'd go, Mama Joe, I need to talk to you. And I'm going, wait a minute, I to be your mother. <laughs> but what they were talking about was the influence I have through the nurturing vibe that I have. And so um, that is, you know, that's a value that I really embrace. Uh, because I, it's not that I am such a nurturer that I go, they're there. It's okay. Those people were mean to you. We won't look at them anymore. We won't work <laughs> with those clients anymore. But I, I'm able to talk to people and show them their skills that they already have and then work from those. Hmm. And I think that's part of the, the nurturing, nurturing piece of it. And then back again to, um, it's really important to me to allow people to make their own choices. This is not my life I'm taking on for them. Uh, it's their life. And so I have to, one of my, you know, I have to be aware of what's going on and how they want to show up and then allow them to do that. Because, I mean, it sounds silly to say, allow them to do that. But when you're talking to someone like that, there's a strong possibility. And I do know people that do these kind of things is just to lay it out and say, okay, this is what you do. You need to do this. You need to do that. And sure, maybe they'll do it, but there's no growth in it. Mm -hmm. There's just follow up. Well, and I think inevitably people lose any sense of themselves. They totally lose sight of who they are if they're following a direction from elsewhere that doesn't resonate with them. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I I, uh, I think that's so important, that recognition of the other person as um, someone who is you alluded to this before, someone who's wise, who knows what it is that they want and need in a particular situation. And to, to be someone who helps them tap into that is a really powerful experience. So, Mm -hmm. and I think with solo entrepreneurs, it can get very mucky, you know, because you're, it's just you out there. Maybe you have some support group people that you can talk to, but it's really you out there 
paving the way. And sometimes, like we talked about earlier, creating something that's really hasn't even been created yet, you know, or people are not familiar with. I know like five years ago, I was having a conversation with somebody on Facebook, you know, private message and stuff. And I said, uh, she said, what do you do? And I said, I'm a coach. And she said, soccer or basketball? (laughs) (laughs) And I live in this bubble of Asheville where I tell people that you couldn't swing a cat and not hit a coach somewhere of some kind (laughs) because there's so many of us around, right? So, so I'm thinking, oh, everybody knows what I do, but that's not true. And so the same thing with the solo entrepreneur, you know, that they, they get into this language and talking to themselves and um, it's important to step out, like you said, and look at it a different way. Hmm. Do you think that this mindset issue is something that people deal with only when they get into some kind of cloudy area or some difficulty or, or challenging area, or is it kind of an ongoing thing that uh, everybody deals with on a day-to-day basis? Which do you, do you think is, is true? Well, I think it shows up all the time. How it shows up, you know, could be in different ways. And, and with human nature, when something starts hurting, that's when we start looking outside of ourselves to solve it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of times I get, you know, people, what drives people to come to me is, is suffering. You know, that something's going on and they're just not getting, like, for instance, the entrepreneurs, they're just not moving forward and they're doing everything that they know physically is right and marketing they know is right but they're not there's something that's keeping them stuck and not helping them move forward so with that respect i think that that's a driver that brings people to me but i know mindset is a you know it's just a day to day minute to minute kind of thing and it can be changed very quickly and without suffering that's another thing i like about the work that i've developed here is that it doesn't People think it's going to have to hurt and you're going to go look into your past and, you know, it it doesn't have to hurt. You know, (laughs) it's not. In fact, the suffering can go away. Yeah, that's great. I, uh, I love that. It doesn't have to hurt. I, I heard someone say once that you can, you can ask for a resolution to a problem in a gentle way. And, that was a revolution revelation to me because yeah. I, I think I, like a lot of people expect that it, that things may be difficult when you're dealing, especially when you're in the middle of an issue, it's or a problem. It's, it's hard to see that there's a gentle solution. So I love that you said that. Well, and plus the mind uh, is engaged all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, thoughts are like raindrops. They just appear and we choose which ones we want to believe in. And it's not like you get up, you know, you're lying in bed and you think, okay, you know, today I'm just not going to think for the first hour. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's just not possible. So, but, but we choose which things we believe about ourselves and which things we don't believe about ourselves. And that's where the mindset work can really move things along. Mm. Yeah, that's profound. It's, it's in the belief rather than mm-hmm. the, the thought because you can't really put a stop to that thought process. Yeah. No, not at all. Yeah. In in your own business, have you run into obstacles or or barriers in making the impact that you want to have? If if you don't mind sharing a little bit about that is do you use the techniques that you use in your own work to move yourself through those challenges? Do you how do how are you able to 
overcome a particular issue or move through it? Yeah, I, I use the techniques that I have, you know, that I've learned, like how I got into these different trainings, like with Gary Zukoff, and I studied with him, uh, and then with Byron Katie, it was when I found out that these helped me think better about myself, to move myself along, to encourage myself to work in my business. Then I got training in these things like NLP and Ericksonian hypnosis so that I could bring them to my clients. Mm. So they were, I am, I am the, the test rabbit for all the different <laughs> things that I know ahead of time because, like I said earlier, I got into this because I didn't know where I was. You know, I was 50 years old. Everything had shifted. I didn't know where I was. I didn't, I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up <laughs> at 50. So, um, yeah, all that I, I can get into these stuck places too. And, um, you know, I, when I tell people that I have one, two, now I have three different coaches and they go, you have a coach. And I said, what would it say about my business <laughs> if I didn't? hire a coach right. that if I didn't believe in it. So, yeah. And, and the thing with the, when I'm working with entrepreneurs is, is that, you know, we have, we have a common understanding of putting ourselves out there and challenging ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we also have a common understanding of what I was talking about earlier when we said, you know, that we, because we're solo entrepreneurs, we sort of get into this belief system about ourselves and we can get stuck with that. So, oh Yeah. I walk the walk. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the in the very way that your business evolved was out of a particular obstacle that you had, which which was, oh my gosh, now what do I do? Exactly, yeah. exactly, and and you know, and especially, and I know there's a, a lot of people that will understand this. If you believe that what you're doing defines you. Mm. You know, because that's that's what happens with a lot of people, especially small business owners uh, and uh, certainly entrepreneurs and absolutely solo entrepreneurs because they believe that, well, they are their business in many ways. And especially I work with a lot of artists, too. I work with musicians and actors and visual artists and especially with them because they're emotionally attached to their work. Mm-hmm. So it makes it hard, yeah, to step, you know, be able to step away and look at it. Well, and I think that's a particular trap, I guess, if I can use that word, uh, in people who want to have an impact with their successful business and beyond that, because it becomes then about your contribution and um, that as a defining principle or defining a way that you define yourself can be a kind of a double-edged sword. It really can. It really can. And it can almost feel schizophrenic, (laughs) you know, because you're like this way with these people and you're this way with these people. But, you know, circling back around to what you originally asked about, you know, what the values are and, you know, how you create your own businesses is that's, that's part of what I believe makes a business successful is your authenticity Mm -hmm. and that you actually can be yourself 
And, you know, like, like one of the things like on my website, you know, I, I'm from the mountains. I'm from the Blue Ridge Mountains. And, you know, we say ain't. That's what we do. <laughs> we say reckon. <laughs> and y'all. Y'all. And we say y'all a lot. <laughs> and, and so those are things that when I write, that's how I write because that's who I am. Now, is that for everybody? And have I had business coaches tell me you should really go and clean that up? Mm-hmm. And I go, yeah, thanks. I'm going to do it this way because this is who I am. This is, if I, if they call me on the phone, I'm going to say eight and reckon and y'all. I'm glad y'all called. <laughs> so I think part of that, too, is the authenticity that people need in their business. But then on the other side is the ability to set up boundaries when you're a solo entrepreneur because there's always going to be people knocking on your door. Like you just said in the very beginning of the call, like, you know, when people find out you're a business coach, they go, oh, could you look at my website for just a minute? I can pull it up on my iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's part of we need to also learn to set the boundaries of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm really seeing how interconnected all of this is. I mean, the aspect of authenticity and wanting to have impact and uh, really bringing yourself to your business in a way that is a reflection of you, but yet you're able to set boundaries so that you can define yourself as a, as a human being and not just by the things that you do. Right. Exactly. And that the solo entrepreneur piece can have, like I said, like your business, your coat, your, um, business mentoring has the flavor of Ursula in it. Mm-hmm. You know, my business has the flavor of me in it. And you can have that in it, but then the boundaries teach you how to keep yourself separate so that you're not taken advantage of, which can happen a lot with solo entrepreneurs. Um, and even that piece of it, I mean, that people will come to me with that issue that, uh, you know, they, they have a hard time saying no. And they think because they're get, just getting a business up and running that, you know, maybe they better say yes all the time. Right. Yeah, you know, go ahead. No, so, so boundaries, you know, um, boundaries can be moved. You know, they have a flexibility to them. They're sort of like, um, you know, I want to say they're sort of like the doggy doors that people have or the gates for the babies that keep them from going up the stairs. And then when you go to another place, you can set up a new gate and put it a different way. And that's what boundaries can be as you're developing your business. But because we get into it right away, uh, you know, we think, well, we have to say yes to everything and we don't want to offend anybody. I mean, some people ha- do, don't have this problem at all. But I find that some, a lot of people do with solo entrepreneurs. Hmm. So boundaries allow you to be Ursula, and also allow you to be Ursula in your business mentoring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a powerful way to bring yourself to your to your business, me mm-hmm. or, or anyone else. So, yeah, well, people can see through it. Yeah, I mean, you absolutely, know, people can see through it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've you and I've talked before about your marketing and the your choice of language in that and and that you've allowed your marketing to reflect who you are and I I was not one of those business coaches who said you got to change that just FYI no, for anyone listening. <laughs> but um I think it's it's really wonderful that you have embraced that in in terms of your own unique character and background and experience and that people really get a sense of you when they visit your website for example and and really hear uh how you're speaking in your 
your authentic, true voice. So Mm -hmm. do you talk about the impact that you want to have in your marketing? I I know that um, you describe on your website the work that you do and, and, uh, how you, how you work with people is, do you have that in your mind consciously when you're, when you're thinking about marketing that you're talking about how you're helping people have their own impact? Oh, sure. Because, because, uh, people want to know that they can get results. They want to know like that, is this going to hurt? Is this going to, how long is this going to take? Am I going to have to work with you for six months? They want to know all those different things that affect, that have the effect like of impact. And so part of what I I let people know is, you know, uh, modifying the thoughts, that's an impact, you know, shaping new ideas is an impact, not only on the person, but if I'm working with a entrepreneur, it's on their business as well. Um, Or, you know, transforming, a meaning, you know, some people will come in with a certain idea that this means something, you know, a certain way it can only stay this way. It's carved in stone. I can't get past it, but to transform it, you know, is a way of impact of getting it and shifting it to another way. And once you do that, then it's like all kinds of options open up Hmm. and, and, you know, as entrepreneurs, we're looking for options. As people, we're looking for options. But I think it affects business people a lot, mm-hmm. especially around their marketing. Right. And I, I love what you said about people want to know that it's going to work. I mean, that could be a mantra for marketing. So <laughs> <laughs> the clarity of that is letting people know that it's going to work and, and the various ways that you can do that. But it's, it's something people can get into talking about features and, and here's what I do versus here's how it is going to work for you. Um, or, or here are some examples of, uh, that confirm that it's going to work for you. So, uh, sure. Yeah. And, and, you know, and testimonials play into that. Sure. Really big. But yeah. I think also, especially when you're looking at something delicate like this, like working in mindset, uh, coaching, um, you know, people in one of my many jobs that I did, I say one of my past life jobs, um, <laughs> I was actually an organizer. And when I would go into people's houses and they say, I want you to come in and help me clean my kitchen or come in and help me clean this closet out or whatever, you know, and help me organize the bathroom. Always, not just once in a while, but always. I would be working away and I would turn around and the person that I was working with, the owner of the home, was sitting on the floor crying, Mm. saying, I'm the worst you've ever seen, aren't I? And so we have a tendency, and of course they weren't, but that we have a tendency to self-judge like that. And so that's part of it, you know, is allowing people to know when they hit your website uh, that you can handle what they've got. And other people have walked this path, too. That's where the testimonial piece comes in, Mm -hmm. you know, and it works for yours, like the business mentoring. And it works for all different kinds of entrepreneurs, you know, even like massage therapists or people like that. Of course. Uh, testimonials where people, real life people said, yeah, she helped, you know, she can help you. I think makes a difference. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think But it has to be in the language too, don't you think? I mean, don't you think it has to be in the website language as well? Yes, absolutely. I think it all, it all hangs together. It all aligns in a way that really presents 
what it is that you can offer, what it is oh. you can provide. So, yeah, and I, I agree with you about testimonials. They are very powerful. It's it's social proof. That's a term that's often used, and uh, oh. it's a way of of uh, confirming that oh yes, there's a there are real people that have worked with this person and have gotten the outcomes that they wanted. Mm-hmm. So, I'm really intrigued by. Uh, did Did you want to say something else? About no, no. That? Go ahead. I, I'm really intrigued by how uh, your work life has evolved because you've done a number of different things. You had a previous business to this one with your husband. And um, how uh, in that previous work did you have a conscious sense of, of wanting to have an impact or is that something that evolved through this experience that you had of I don't at 50 of I don't know what I want to do with my life? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it really did start there. I think you're right. I think it started in at the 50 when I was at the 50 because the, the small business was really not, it was more my husband's. And, and so it wasn't part, I mean, I worked there, but it wasn't me. Um, and then I think, you know, the rest of it just started evolving and, it, and you know, the first thing that started happening was, uh, the organization, and then, and then the coaching came in, but then I was also doing administrative work and assistant work for people. And I was, I was always, you know, sometimes people cringe when they hear this, but I was always serving and not like serving like here, you know, take your, here's your tea that you needed or anything like that. But a serving in that making whoever I was working with move, help them move forward by the whatever assistance that I was doing. And when I look at the organizing or the uh, Kelly girl bit, or I was like an administrative assistant for a retired CEO that had a lot of houses, a lot of things going on. Right. That whole thing, though, the the serving piece was really important to me. Hmm. And that is such a powerful message that you started off with just in telling your story. And that is that age is not a barrier to having impact. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not something that you have to start as a young person or even have clarity about until you're ready to, to start looking at things that way and take action. So that, I think that's a really empowering message there. Yeah. And I, and I think what also is going on is a lot of times as people are finding their way to what they want to do, or if they want to create their own business is that they're actually doing little things that are leading them to that. Like one of the things that I did was I was a grant writer and uh, I was an independent grant writer, so people would hire me. Um, and and that helped me fine-tune my writing. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know it at the time. <laughs> and, you know, working for all these different companies, these, you know, and having people come up to me and want to talk to me was fine-tuning my abilities to talk to people as a coach, but I didn't know that at the time. Right. When I work with like people that are just out of college and they're like in their twenties and they're going, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. And I said, you know, probably your job hasn't been invented yet. (laughs) You know, maybe in the next five years it'll come up, Mm -hmm. but it hasn't been invented yet. And so you're moving and, and, and embracing the things that you like to do is helpful to get you to the next thing down the road. Well, and I think the world of work has changed so much in the last 20 or 30 or even longer years where people don't work in the same place their whole lives. There's, there's not as much 
um, I guess, compartmentalization where, okay, here's what you do and this is all you do. Um, many people, most people move around and do different things in their lives and it becomes then a part of a body of work rather than just my work at this particular place. Yeah. And, and everything, it was so important what you said about everything that you do at any point in your career, it all brings you to where you are now. And, uh-huh. and all the skills that you developed, all the people that you've interacted with and those experiences, all of that comes together to bring you in the wholeness of, of who you are right now. And all of that is what you can bring to your current experience, whether it's yes. as an entrepreneur or a leader or, or anything else. So exactly well said. And that's what, that's what makes the authentic part is bringing all those different pieces in. Yeah. And it's important not to negate any experience that you've had because it's, it can all be brought in, in a way that's really going to, create a unique uh, approach that you have out of your own experience. Yeah, which circles back to the day-to-day of the mindset. Because if you're sitting in a job that you don't like and all you keep talking about is, I don't like this job, Mm -hmm. then the options for new jobs will not show themselves to you. Mm -hmm. And the options to move in a different place in the business will not show themselves to you because the mind focuses on what you think about. And what you're thinking about is I don't like this job. And so the mind keeps saying, Oh yeah, you're right. This job sucks. (laughs) You know? And, and, And I admit that sometimes this is the thing that pushes people out of the job. And that's a good thing too. But also it's the thing that keeps people trapped in a job. Mm hmm. And the other thing that I wanted to share is that when you were talking about, you know, people not having staying in the same business all their lives like they did in the 50s and the 60s, uh, I think people miss that part when it comes to hiring a business mentor or a business coach like you is that um, they jump out and they do their own entrepreneurship, but they forget that when they were in the corporate world, they had a supervisor And then they had somebody else that supervised that person. And then they had company meetings and department meetings and all these things that were structures that some they may have seen and some they may have not seen that were supporting the business that they were working in. And then when they jump out on their own, they think, oh, well, I got this. And then when they first, you know, hit their first obstacle, they don't understand why they don't have it. And I think the structure piece that people like you offer is really important to let people get back into the groove of what they need yeah. and how their business should run. Mm. It's really, uh, uh, entrepreneurs really end up creating their own structures because there's nothing organizationally around them anymore when mm-hmm. they moved from a job scenario. So, um, yeah, and that can be a, a challenging transition to make. So, um, yeah, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. Are there, are there particular insights or advice that you would share with another business owner who's asking themselves, how can I have impact? How can I positively affect both within my business and the larger world? How can I shift my mindset to feel powerful enough to do the work that I want to do? What kind of advice or or insight would you offer them? 
you know, the first thing that comes up is to know yourself. And I, that is a lifelong process. And I understand that, but to know yourself, like we were just taught, you were just talking about the new entrepreneur has to know herself to set her own structure up in her company. So she has to know what she likes and what she doesn't like in her own company and to know yourself and how you want to respond to the world. I mean, how do you want to, you know, how do you want to present yourself? It's like when I spoke earlier about when people come to me, they tell me how they want to present themselves into the world, whether it's their business or their family or their relationship. And then they they always know, and then I call them over to that piece of them because I can see that piece standing right next to me very clearly. And so that would be one of the things is to to know yourself, to uh, to allow yourself to, um, you know, give yourself, you know, the saying, give time, time. If you're just getting started with this, give yourself time to move through this and create this. Um, and the other thing that would be, uh, you know, especially around mindset work is, um, you know, allowing the, uh, thought to just appear without making it a belief is something that everybody does, but they don't know that they do it Mm -hmm. because there's lots of things that I believe that some other, somebody else doesn't believe. And there's things that I don't believe and vice versa, they believe it. So it's what allowing the thought to just appear and then releasing it is another way of opening yourself up in your, in your own environment. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think both of those are really important things to be aware of that you don't have to attach a meaning to something. You can just have a thought and let it let it pass and let it move mm-hmm. on. And that part about knowing yourself, I think is so crucial for anyone who wants to have a successful business or be successful in their work. That self-knowledge lets you come into any situation and really be self-aware and, and make conscious choices about how you want to behave. And that enters into the realm of impact as well. How do you want to show up and knowing yourself allows you to make choices about how you show up. Would you, would you agree with that? Exactly. I had a friend say to me one time when I was first getting into this and she had watched me, you know, through the fifties, you know, when I was reading all this stuff and, and she said, well, you know, that self-help stuff that works for you, but it doesn't work for me. And I said, well, that's all there is, (laughs) is helping yourself. You know, when it comes right down to it, yeah, you can get mentors and you can get teachers. And if you're smart and coaches and take their advice and read the books and listen to the tapes. But if you don't apply it, then it's nothing. Mm. And so self-help is everything in my, in my, in Joe land. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I've never heard anybody talk about self-help that way. So, um, yeah, that's a great way of looking at it. So Joe, thank you so much for being here today. I think that this conversation and what you've had to share about mindset and particularly in the context of being an entrepreneur is going to be so powerful for people to consider, um, as they're listening and, and, uh, after, um, uh, and to see how they can apply it to their own lives. It's really, um, it's really been amazing having this conversation with you. So oh, thank- I've, I've really enjoyed it. And I really appreciate you asking. And this has been fun.
Oh, great. I'm, I'm so glad you've been here and enjoyed it. That's great. Um, so if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Probably the easiest way would be my website, which has on it uh, contact email information. Mm-hmm. So it's J-O, and then it's pill more, like more pill, P-I-L-L-M-O-R-E dot net. Great. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Joe, thanks again for being here today and join us for more podcasts on impact. You can subscribe to the Work Alchemy podcast channel on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. So you'll be notified as soon as new podcasts are available. And thank you to everyone listening for being here. And until next time, keep that positive flow of energy going in your business so you can have your own impact.